Hello, hello, and welcome to the first episode of The Chosen Podcast. My name is Gabrielle, and um, today's episode is loosely called The Will of the Father. (laughs) Um, It's coming from Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Um, And in reading that, just, I guess, kind of set the scene, it's when Jesus was, um, this is after the Last Supper, and Jesus is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, and um, he's about to get arrested and go to the cross and all that. And um, verse 42, he says, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. So this topic of submitting to the will of the Father, as I believe that as Christians, this is something that people don't really tell us when we first come into Christ. It's, it's, it's never really like broken down for us to understand what it really means to submit to God's will the way Christ submitted to God's will. Um, A lot of times, not a lot of times, all the time, you know, Christianity has this false idea of, you know, when you come to Christ, everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be happy. Everything's going to be resolved. Every problem, every issue, everything is just going to be wonderful. Um, But that's not the reality. There are some good days, but then there are also some bad days when you come to Christ. And sometimes the bad days are like the worst bad days that you could possibly imagine. And that's because, you know, when you come into Christ, there is a lot of changes that go on when 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 you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are marked you are sealed by the holy spirit and in the spirit realm you are known as a child of god that you know that you now truly and fully belong to god fully belong to god through jesus christ and as such you are now a target for the devil He wants to destroy you. He wants to delay you. He wants to distract you. He wants to humiliate you. He wants to cause more problems for you than you already have. Um, And in doing that, we still have to follow the will of God. We still have to submit ourselves to the will of God. Of God, and so in in, in I, I say all of that because the devil makes wants to make it as difficult as possible to submit to the will of God. He wants to make it as inconvenient as possible to submit to the will of God. You know that's one of his goals. Um, but the good news is that we have the Holy Spirit who is here to help us 
He's our helper. He's our comforter. He's the one that knows the mind and the heart of God. And he, he's the one that reveals and shows us how to overcome all the things that the enemy, you know, tries to bring our way and and you know he 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 brings he he brings and reveals the plots of the enemy to us like concerning each of us individually and as the church the body of Christ um i want to talk more about submitting to the will of god in terms of like changes in our lives like practically because when you come to Christ, there are a lot of things that, you know, we have going on, you know, the friends that we have, the life that we're living, our personalities and all these things. And as we begin to walk with the Lord, he begins to change things and challenge us, you know, not only to to renew our minds, but to also to make us better to also to make us more like Christ. And those things can be hard. It can be difficult. I mean, huh, I've been um I've been walking in Christ for almost for 10 plus years, I say that. Yeah, for almost 10 plus years. And it has been I mean, there have been some good times. But there has also been some struggles <laughs> within myself, um, within the body of Christ, just going through ups and downs. Um, it's not easy because, you know, in terms of like personality, God will, will cause, call you to change character, change the way you behave. You know, one one of the major things that as Christians we are called to do is forgive. And forgiveness sometimes can be so hard. It can be so challenging because you're called to forgive people who have hurt you, people who have disappointed you, people who have broken your heart to pieces, people who have betrayed you. You know, and 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 just just I run your name through the mud and and disrespected you. You're called to forgive those people, or not just you, me, all of us. We are called to forgive. We're called to 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 in a sense let it go. And. It's hard because it's like, nah, God, like, how am I just going to let this person come around? I mean, not come around, but like, how am I just going to let it go and not seek revenge over somebody that just just hurt me and played me and made me feel low and foolish? But the Bible says that vengeance is not ours, but it belongs to God. God is the one who is going to vindicate us. We let things go. We forgive people. Number one, because God has asked us to. Christ said that if we don't forgive, he can't forgive us. We are called to forgive people. That's number one. Number two, our forgiveness of, to these people is not just for them, but it's also for us. Because when we, when we begin to walk in forgiveness, when we begin to let it go, when we begin to not hold things um, against 
these people who have hurt us, it opens the way for God to come in and heal us. It opens the way for God to come in and 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 just move in us and make us whole, you know. And also it gives us an understanding of how God sees us. I know I've I in my personal life, I I have struggled with forgiveness. I have been hurt. And I'm I'm somebody who, you know, when when I'm loyal, I'm loyal. Like I'm loyal. You know, I give you everything. I put you first. I I I'm loyal. <laughs> we'll just say that. And I've been betrayed. I have been manipulated, abused, and in dealing and in, in going through the process of forgiveness, it's been difficult. Because I'm just like, God, like, how can I possibly let them go? And this is part of of submitting my will to God, because my will is not these people. These people are. Have hurt me like, number one, I'm not I'm not just going to let it go. Like if they come around, I'm not just going to be all. Oh, hey, how are you? Okay, God bless you. No, I'm not going to do that. Like, why? But. God is saying, number one, this is how I felt about you. You disrespected me. You live your life any kind of way. I created you. I gave you breath of life. If it wasn't for me, you would never live. A lot of the things that you have, have, have a lot of the blessings, a lot of opportunities that has come your way, I gave you that. And you spit in my face. You disrespect me. You try to manipulate me with your prayers and your cries and all that. You think I don't see all of that. But I see it. And I forgive you. And I let it go. And I don't hold it against you because of Jesus Christ. And and the least that you can do is to do the same thing for other people. You know, if we say that we are Christians... If we say that we love the Lord, if we say that we want to walk with God, then Jesus Christ is our example. And by forgiving and not holding things against people who hurt us, we show that, number one, we are submitted to the will of the Lord, We are submitted to the plan of God. And number two, that we are really filled with the Holy Spirit. Number three, that we are really walking in the mind of Christ. And we are really desirous to be like Christ. It's not easy, but the Holy Spirit is there to help us. There is pain that comes with unforgiveness. There is bitterness but all of those things can separate us from Christ if we allow it. It can separate us from God if we allow it. But even in that pain, God can come in and comfort us and, and ease the burden so that we can let it go. So that we can, we can continue to walk we can continue to walk in the plan and the <clears throat> and the will of God
You know, I remember um, a while back, my pastor, he kept saying, you know, like there's a bigger picture in all of this. And the bigger picture is, is that as Christians, we're, you know, like we're called to minister to people. We're called to, to evangelize and to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ because God wants souls. Even, even, and, 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 and the thing is, is that everybody we interact with is a soul. Those who are not in Christ, they are also souls. And the thing is, is that the enemy has easier accessibility to use them. And even those who are in Christ, they, they're, they're, you, we don't know where their lives, what has happened in their lives to give them the, the, um, to give them the ability to treat us the way that they have treated us. And so in understanding that God is showing mercy and forgives us and, and desires to heal us as we walk in Christ, as we desire to be like Christ, that is the same mindset that eventually we, we should obtain is that although these people have done evil towards us, Although these people have betrayed us, these people have hurt us, these people have just done the worst. It is important for us to forgive them and to pray for them and to leave that judgment, that that vengeance, that anger and bitterness. Leave it to God. Let God deal with them. Now, I'm not saying that you go back and be friends with them because that's no, <laughs> no, you don't want to put yourself in that situation again, you know, to get hurt again, because that that becomes foolish behavior. But you separate yourself from those people who have hurt you and you begin to pray. And you, you, you ask God, okay, Lord, how do I deal with this? How do I interact with these people? What do I do? And even in that, you are submitting yourself to the will of God. Because think about it. Judas. Judas was one of the disciples. He walked with Christ for three years or whenever he joined them. You know, he performed miracles. He did everything that Apostle Peter did. He did everything that... that um, um, the other disciples did and yet he fell into temptation and betrayed Jesus and the thing is is that Jesus knew the whole time that this is who Judas was but God but Jesus still allowed him to walk with him to do things with him to learn all the things that that um um all the other disciples were learning to see all the miracles, to see all of that. Jesus still welcomed him. See, we don't know. We know, we know, we know part of the bigger picture. But there is an even bigger picture that 
God hasn't entirely revealed to every single person. God's plans are very intricate. He knows what he's doing, even when we don't understand it. There is a purpose for everything in the will of God. Every pain, every disappointment, there is a purpose, right? And so when we submit to God and to do what his will is, and to do his word and to do what he's instructing us to do, we are falling in that, we are, we are walking in what he, he's doing in his plan. Now, when it comes to um, <laughs> move on to 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 changing our our lives and submitting to the will of God in that in that essence, we as people we deal with control. We deal with oh my goodness, we we all deal with control. I don't think there's anybody on this earth that God has told to pivot and change that they haven't. They haven't thought twice about, you know, the move that they believe the Lord is leading them to do. Changing, you know, changing your career, changing your, your, where you live, you know, moving, changing, um, just everything about yourself and, and how you do things. Um, I know I talked about, you know, our personalities before, but like, this is like, our everyday lives when god when 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 we are walking in the will of god submitting to that will also means submitting to changes in plans in the way that we lead our lives changing your major you went to school for 10 years <laughs> paid got got you have $100,000 in loans, right? $200,000 in loans. You done went and became a doctor, you or a lawyer or a dentist or an engineer. Got your masters, got your PhD and all of that and 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 then, you know, for some people you you now you give your life to Christ. After all of that, that that is when God opens your eyes and and you you come to Christ, and then the Lord tells you, <laughs> "Let all of that go. I want you to do something else." In my African voice, it's like, "Hey, God, how?" <laughs> you know, it's it's a difficult thing because you have established yourself in that career. And then God tells you, okay, walk away from that. Walk away from that. Or God tells you, you know, let it go and go start a YouTube channel and preach. And you're just like, what? Wait, wait, what? I should leave this job that I have, you know, worked my butt off to get into this position. I have all these benefits. I have this vacation time. I'm living comfortably. You know, I am, um, I'm making six plus figures and you're telling me to leave it and go start a YouTube channel? Huh? I mean, it seems, um, extreme, but there are people out there that, that, that God has called 
in such an extreme fashion. For others, it is moving from one place to another because God has a purpose for you. Like, let's say you're living in L.A. or not even L.A. Um, You live in Texas. You have a nice, comfortable home, you know, God, you, you, you are settled with you and your family and your children and all of that. And the Lord says, okay, move to New York. <laughs> what? <laughs> move to New York. What do you mean move to New York? It's cold in New York. Not just move to New York, move to Brooklyn, move to the Bronx, move to Harlem. Go live in a small town home. That's where I want you to be. It's com- it can be very, very, <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But God, the word of God says that God uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Just because it doesn't make sense to you doesn't mean you shouldn't obey. Submission is difficult. When you look at it from afar, submission is difficult because it challenges you, it stretches you, it it, it pushes you and moves you in ways that you didn't even know you had the capacity to do. But it's easy. Because when you, when you begin to submit to the will of God, you draw closer to the Lord and you get to see more of him. You draw closer to the Lord, you get to see who he is, you know, reading all these things in the Bible and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes you read it and it, it, it becomes a fairy tale. Like it's like a story, you're just reading it, you know? But when you begin to move in submission, when you begin to to say not my will but your will be done then you then the word begins to come to life you begin to understand why you know david behaved the way that he did you begin to see why jesus moved the way that he moved you begin to understand different aspects that apostle paul talks about in the scriptures you know apostle peter talks about in the scriptures like you begin to it begins to come to life to you you begin to understand it The Holy Spirit brings revelation as you begin to submit. And it becomes easier. Well, okay, not all the time. (laughs) Because as you continue to go, there are certain people that God will, will, will begin to give you bigger tasks to do that require more faith and you'll just be like lord but it ultimately brings us closer together to the lord it brings us closer into knowing who god is like i said you know submission yielding to the will of god me personally, it's been difficult. 
because of fear, because of um, people pleasing, what people are going to think, what my family is going to think, you know, doing things, um, especially if you've done stuff before and it's failed. And then God says, okay, I need you to go do it again. And you're just like, I I don't know, because I did this before and it failed. I was embarrassed, you know. I was reading, um, what scripture was it? I was reading, I think it was, oh goodness. Okay, I'll find it and um, I'll come back to it. But in essence, um, the children of Israel, oh yes. So it was, um, it was when the children of Israel, like it was in Judges, there we go. Um, Well, no. Yes, it was in Judges and um, the children, you know, something had happened and the children of Israel were going to go to war um, and they had all gathered against the the um, Gibeonites and the Benjamin and the and the tribe of Benjamin. And they asked God, OK, God, you know, should we go out? Who's going to go out to fight the, the children of Benjamin and, and the Gibeonites? And, you know, God said Judah should go first. And so they were all hype and they were they got ready and they went out. And they went to fight and they when they went to fight, they lost. And then they came back and they started praying and they started fasting and they were like, OK, Lord, you know, should we go out again? And God said, go. And so they, you know, they got themselves ready and everything. And then they went out again. And when they went out, they lost again. And they came back and they were crying and they were weeping and they were fasting. And they were just like, Lord, you know, what's going on? Like you told us to go, but we went and we, and we failed. Like what's happening? And the Lord told them, go. And when you go, you will defeat them. You, you're going to prevail. You will win. I mean, I'm paraphrasing all of these things. Um, but like I, 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 I reference the scripture because it's like when when you're going to do something and you've done it before and God is like, OK, go do it again. And you're just like, nah, I don't want to do that because I've done it before. And when I went to do it. I didn't prosper or it failed or I was embarrassed or people laughed or whatever. You know, the scripture is is an encouragement in that when you ask God, you know, when God is telling you to go and do it again, it's because he's with you. You know, he's with you. Whether you prevail, whether you don't prevail, he's with you. What he's looking for is your obedience, your submission to his will. Because ultimately, it will work out for your good. It will work out for your good according to his plan and his purpose. See, if you don't know the end of the story of Jesus Christ, and if you're like somebody, you know, who didn't know that he died and rose again and all of that stuff, if you're reading through the Gospels, I mean... And, and and you stop at when he was crucified, you'll think that was the end. The enemy did. Satan did. 
He was like, yeah, we got rid of him. It's all over. It's done. Even the disciples did. They were afraid. They were like, our master is dead. Even though he told them that he would rise again. So if you don't know the end, you would think that it's all over, that you've been defeated and all of that stuff. But, but Jesus' obedience, even unto death, was because he knew that it was all going to work out for good. He understood the plan of the Lord and that he was going to rise and that death was going to be defeated and that because of him, many would be saved. And so for us, our mindset should be in submitting to the will of God. And I think I'm wrapping up. <laughs> but our mindset should be in, in, in submitting to the will of God that there is purpose. There is good that is going to come out of it. Even if it seems like everything is falling apart. Even if it seems like I'm going to lose all my friends, nobody's going to talk to me anymore, you know, my parents are going to be upset with me, um, I, I, I don't know where I'm going to go, I don't know where I'm going to live, I don't have money, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Your obedience is what is most important. The Bible says that God knows the plans that he thinks of us. His ways are not our ways. And when he was speaking this in that scripture, he was it was it was at a time where Israel had been sent into captivity. And they had been sent into captivity and it was like, how are you telling us, you know, that you know the thoughts that you have for us. Like, we we are in captivity. You kicked us out of our land. Like, people have died. Like, we we don't have rights. We we are living as strangers somewhere we don't know. We are scattered. But God was like, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of peace, hope, and to give you an expected end. And those of them who were obedient, because it was a it was a struggle. When you read that, I believe it's in like um, Isaiah between the forties and the fifties chapters. You know those whole chapters. Hello, everyone. This is Editing Gabby over here, and I just wanted to stop by to make a few corrections. So the scripture is actually found in Jeremiah chapter 29. Um, If you read through the whole chapter, you'll understand what I'm saying. Um, So let's just get right back to the podcast. Bye. But, you know, when you read, like even the prophets that came to prophesy that, listen, God is about to take y'all into captivity. Those prophets, one of them was killed. He had to run away and they still called him and killed him. Like, bro, why are you prophesying such doom? But, you know, those who were obedient and followed and didn't resist, God sent them into captivity But God was also there making provision for what seemed to be bad, what seemed to be evil. God made provision. And ultimately, he drew them back. 
to the promised land, to the land that he had promised them, to the land that he had set aside for them. So my message to you as you're listening to this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, is that submit. Relinquish your will, relinquish your control over to the Lord. It seems scary. It seems like nothing good will come out of it. It seems like, you know, it just seems worst case scenario type of thing. But submit. Because even if we don't know the big plan and the big picture of God, we know God. We know that he is a good God. And his mercy endures forever. We know that he will never leave us nor will he forsake us. We know the God whom we serve. And in those moments, you know, that should be enough. Remember who he is. Remember what he has seen you through. Remember. Think of the testimonies of the people around you. Especially if you're somebody who is new in Christ and it seems as though you're going through some major transitions in your life. Know that God is faithful. As you're reading your word, look in the Old Testament. Read um, Daniel, the book of Daniel. Read the book of Judges. Read, you know, just read through it. Because the Old Testament really is, is, is... is books of testimonies of God showing his faithfulness. He will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. If he is the one calling you to it, he will get you through it. The Bible says that there is no temptation that has come upon us that is not common to man. That means that what you're going through, there are others who have been through it. And in continuing that verse, it says that that um, there is no temptation that has come upon you that is not common to man. But with those temptations, God will give you a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. I mean, that's talking about, you know, going through hardships and whatever. But in whatever situation that we find ourselves in, when the Lord is calling us to go and do something and it seems hard, follow through because he will make a way for you to be able to handle what it is that he's calling you to do stay close to him stay in prayer stay on your knees stay in worship if you have community stay in community don't isolate yourself stay in community stay in church hmm Remember that God loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. So that you could be reconciled back to him while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. And so he loves you. Remember that you were chosen for a time such as this. God bless you.